Hey there, welcome to Build Your Tribe. My name is Shaleen Johnson. And my name is Brock Johnson. With more than 25 years of experience in a variety of businesses, I promise to share with you the ins, the outs, my failures, and successes. And my goal is to share with you these social media money-making strategies to turn your idea into passive income. Every week, my son, Brock, and I will share with you perspectives that will serve you regardless of the stage that you're at in your business. Whether you're a solo entrepreneur looking to grow your brand in social media or you've got dreams for a global brand, Build Your Tribe is here to serve you. All right, Mom, this one's all you. Hey, this is a super cool episode. You guys are going to love this. So what we'll be doing today is taking calls, your calls, about your business and specifically asked to hear, all right, how's it going? Has your business taken a hit? Have you been able to see opportunities and maybe create something you didn't realize you had the potential to create? Like, And you're going to get the whole gamut today. What I'm going to do is take a listen to what it is that's going on in your business. And I'm just going to offer my very honest feedback, knowing full well that, you know, I might not know the particulars, but I'm going to try to answer these questions in such a way that it sparks creativity for you, the listener so that you might be able to see other opportunities, how to look very realistically at what's in front of us and not just survive, but freaking thrive. I want you guys to crush it and you're going to, but you got to take the pressure off of yourself to figure it out this moment. Now, that's not to excuse you from taking action right now. You need to take action right now, but it can be messy. It doesn't have to be the correct action, but you got to move. You cannot sit still. You cannot just pray that the you know world is going to open up tomorrow. They're going to lift the curtain and everything goes back to normal. Absolutely not. And even if it does open up tomorrow, you've got to play catch up, which means you've got to come out of this looking better than you went into it. So I'm going to offer you my feedback. Sit back and enjoy. I think you're going to freaking love this episode. My name is Peggy and I'm from Montana. We own a coffee house. We have lost 80% of our business since the pandemic, but we have survived. We have been able to keep our staff, but we have also realized a lot of things, a lot of holes in our business due to this. And so it's been very eye-opening for us, but it's been a blessing in many ways as well. The first thing I have to say is it is imperative that we all take this time and use it to really scrutinize how we're doing business, where we can cut the fat, where we can better serve our customers, and how we must improve things. Every one of us is going to survive this. The goal should be to thrive. If you're just doing enough right now to maintain In order to thrive, you've got to do better than you were before. That means you've got to make up for lost time. That means you have to make up for lost income. And the only way to do that is to come back better than you were before. We will open our doors per our governor's instructions on Monday. And we plan on giving away free coffee and free drinks all day long of our first day back and fully opening and operational Peggy, I hope your customers are lined up around the block. But what about those people who've never visited your coffee house and today is their first day back? Those people who are concerned about going back into public spaces after COVID-19. Those who are concerned about their safety. 
My recommendation is to spend some time speaking specifically to your customers, getting into the minds of those who are concerned about going back into public. We have to think about the new normal. This is an opportunity for you to do things differently than your competitor. Create a virtual suggestion box. Using the question sticker on Instagram stories, ask your customers, what could we do to make your experience at our coffee house better than before? Let them know you're listening. Get them excited about coming back. Lastly, I love the idea that you'll be giving away free coffee. But don't forget, people understand that you've been closed, that you've been out of business, that you've been hit economically. People will be excited to return. Give them the opportunity to pay you. Give them the opportunity to re-stimulate the economy and help your business. But reward them by making the improvements that they've asked for and going above and beyond the competition. And there's no need to use your imagination. Use your social media. Reach out to them. Poll your customers and find out what are their number one concerns. How could you make the experience more convenient, safer, quicker, better? These changes will differentiate you from your competitors. Get the word out to your customers. Let them know how you'll be improving your services. And while I'm super excited that you'll be able to see your customers again on Friday, We all have to anticipate how the needs of our customers will change moving forward. This gives you time to think about how you can develop an app that allows you to take online orders and provide or rather assure your customers of contact-free takeout. And what if, what if in your state there's an additional outbreak? How will you handle that moving forward? Could you consider mobile delivery? A coffee truck with expanded services to include pastries, breakfast, and lunch orders. Due to COVID-19, our salons were forced to close. If we don't have a client in our chair, we don't make an income. I'm a single mom of a teenager. I was worried about how I was going to afford to pay bills, rent, food, with no income. I reached out to a great mentor of mine, and he said, you can sell product, you could sell gift certificates. But in the back of my head, I was saying, would that be enough? I am so grateful and so fortunate that I have such amazing clientele. Some of them bought products, some of them bought gift certificates, and a few of them just even sent friendship money just to help me out. But I do worry about how much longer is this going to be. I love that you thought to reach out to your mentor. A coach or a mentor, even someone who's got great business advice, because these people will often see things that are right in front of you, but you're so close to it, you don't see it yourself. I want to commend you for taking action. I think too many people are saying to themselves, well, this will be over soon, so let's just everyone pray about it. Let's everyone take a deep breath. Remember, this is temporary. Well, those are nice cliches. Those are cute little cards that we post to Instagram. And while some people might find them inspirational, I find them incredibly dangerous. All they do is encourage people to do nothing. And you're absolutely right that the gift certificates and the friendship cash, those things can only last for so long. Many businesses suggested customers purchase gift cards to help them immediately accelerate cash flow into their businesses. However, if that cash is used to operate the business in the short term, and then the business is exposed to cash flow issues later and they've got to make up for lost time, if that business doesn't experience a corresponding uptick, an increase in their sales, then they have to still honor these past gift cards and purchases and commitments. And while I commend every business owner who thought on their feet and quickly jumped to offering gift certificates and gift cards, 
Ultimately, it's not a long-term solution. It might provide the cash flow necessary to survive for a couple of weeks, but beyond that, we need government assistance, which we really can't count on, or better yet, we've got to find creative ways to bridge the income or bridge the revenue. What do I mean by that? I mean, there are certain businesses where you're just not going to be making money in that industry, but that doesn't mean you leave the industry because yes, we will return. The economy will return, but we can't count on a date, number one. And number two, we can't count on it being continuous. There's a very high likelihood that they're going to lift the curtain, open up our doors, and then ask us to return for a short period of time. It's not going to be like we're turning the faucet on and we've got full water pressure. We're going to turn a little bit of water on, then they might find that people get reinfected and they have to shut down parts of the economy again. Probably not for months, but we should plan on it. (laughs) No, no one could have ever anticipated we were going to be here, but here we are. So now you have proof that everything is within the realm of reality, which means every single one of us must consider ways to bridge the revenue and or bridge our income. What do I mean by that? I mean, doing things that maybe relate to your business, but in a unique way to provide services to your clients or looking at your past experiences, things that you can offer, services you can provide, problems that you can solve based on your history. I don't care whether you're in a coffee house, a gym, you're an online retailer, or a hairdresser. I promise you have other life experiences that can be of service to others. And especially for those of us who are parents or who provide income to our employees, we have to plan for the worst case scenario, but expect the best. My name is Michelle and I live in Orlando, Florida. My husband and I have a personal training studio and we have been shut down for a month, but we really didn't skip a beat. We actually just spent spring break updating the studio. So we were closed that week and then all the lockdowns happened and we have not been with our members and we not have not been able to train in person, but we hopped on the live Zoom train. We've incorporated really online programs and one-on-one sessions with everybody weekly. And it's actually been a really, really big blessing because now we're seeing a market that we didn't even know really existed. So many people who have grasped on to the live workouts. We do two a day. We give live feedback on form. We know everyone personally, what they have at home, and we adjust to their fitness level. But we're realizing this live workout, just like a Peloton for personal training, could be something we continue and is something we want to continue in the future because it's invaluable when people don't have to leave their kids or maybe they don't have babysitters or they have a time restriction for work or traveling takes up more time. We're realizing that when things start to open again, this is a platform, live workouts, that can really impact in a positive way our community and our demographic. This is what I would consider someone making a bridge. So she didn't pivot away from her existing business. Instead, she looked for an alternate stream of income related to their existing business. Now, worst case scenario, if the gym were not to open for another four to six weeks or perhaps even four to six months, they've developed 
a new business model which could survive without the gym as its base. In order to make online streaming services work indefinitely, you've got to move beyond your warm market, beyond the customers who already know, love, and support you. In order to make that model really explode, which it has the potential to be bigger than your boutique gym, it's time to consider expansion, the customer's experience, and how you'll set yourself apart when it comes to streaming fitness. Fitness facilities across the globe close their doors. And even as some states today are planning for a reopening, the protocols and the changes that we'll experience and perhaps some of the fears associated with attending or going to a gym is going to require fitness owners and boutique owners to operate in a way they've never considered. Apple reports that streaming fitness and fitness apps are the number one downloads in the Apple Store, making free and streaming workouts some of the most competitive space in the marketplace overnight. With more competition and free workouts, the spaces become more competitive than ever. And while that might be a challenge, the upside is that consumers now realize you can get an incredible workout and even use a personal trainer from the convenience of your tablet or phone. Things to consider if you're offering online fitness? Offer a variety of classes, not just the classes your local members have come to love. While your loyal members might be willing to put up with a clunky application of Venmo attached to Zoom, attached to a Dropbox download or a private YouTube link, expansion beyond that market might require investing in platforms built specifically for streaming fitness. Hey everybody, my name is Andy from La Siesta Restaurant here in beautiful San Clemente, California. We're a family owned and operated business and we've had our doors open since 1985. So we're going on 35 amazing years servicing this community. Unfortunately, during the recent pandemic, we were forced to close our doors and transition to a takeout restaurant. It was quite the adjustment for us, but thanks to all the volume and the love and support we've gotten from the community, we were able to keep everyone on board and keep everyone busy. As soon as this is all said and done, we definitely plan to get back to what we do best, and that is pumping out great drinks and pumping out amazing food. So we hope to see you all soon. I wonder what factors into the decision certain restaurant owners have made. Those who've decided to close their doors, send their employees home, and wait for this to be over, versus those who, like Andy, shift their operations into takeout and continue to serve their community following the strictest of guidelines and takeout without contact. And some might ask if it's responsible for restaurants to switch to a takeout. Do takeout orders actually help an endangered business through one more day? Or is it self-serving? Is it dangerous? Is it even realistic to think that we might be able to support our favorite local restaurants simply by buying merchandise, online fundraising campaigns, or purchasing gift certificates? Should they send their employees home to collect unemployment? Or do we trust our government to subsidize and resuscitate our favorite local eateries? Some restaurateurs, some chefs did decide to close their doors. While others shifted to a skeleton crew, signed up with delivery apps, and continued to serve their communities. I don't profess to know the right answer, but I can tell you personally, we've used many local restaurants for takeout and find it to be just as safe, if not safer, than shopping at local grocery stores, especially before such time that our local governments have asked us to voluntarily wear masks and gloves. Ironically, our absolute favorite restaurant of all time, one that we went to two to three times a week, decided to stay closed and hasn't communicated much with the community. 
I've reached out on Instagram and also on Yelp and haven't received a reply. Next door is kind of our second favorite restaurant. They decided to stay open. And the way they've served the community, the way they have treated their patrons and the kindness, the discounts, the camaraderie, the attitude, the esprit de corps that you experience every time you go there to pick up a meal has helped us to fall in love with, frankly, their competitor. And because of that, I just have such an affinity and a loyalty that I feel for the folks who've remained open and continue to connect with our community. Let's face it, we do business with those who we know, like, and trust. We want to root for each other. And when a business goes away, even though it's no fault of their own, it's out of sight, out of mind. La Siesta, you have obviously weathered the storm in the past. Having been in business for 35 years, you've been through tough times before and you know how to do it. It's crazy to think that Andy left this message and his restaurant is just a mile down the street. And I've never tried it. In fact, I'd never even heard of La Siesta until I got his message today. But now I'm rooting for him and I'm rooting for La Siesta. So Andy, if you're listening, I've got an idea for you. I live on a pretty small street, a beach community. Here's my idea. We've all stayed in a hotel where in the evenings they hang a little card on your door that allows you to select your breakfast items that you want delivered for the next morning. You just check a couple of boxes, select the times that they offer for delivery, and the next morning when you wake up, there's your meal. What if a local restaurant like Siesta were to create a select menu, kind of like a door knocker? Now, it might require an explanation letter, but you could put that in an envelope and leave it on people's doorsteps, explaining that they can select their items and simply call the number by a certain time to have the meals delivered the very next day. Make that street or that community feel special. Call it Taco Tuesday or Margarita Monday. Under normal circumstances, I don't know if that would work. But in this current environment, people love a story like that. To know that this is a family-run business, a local business that's been around for 35 years, that's trying to help the community stay in business, keep their staff employed, and it doesn't hurt that you serve amazing Mexican food. It's very possible that we will be in lockdown for another two, four, maybe even six more weeks. Many suspect longer for restaurants. The way we eat out and how food is delivered has got to change. It's going to take the innovation of local restaurateurs serving their communities, responding to people's needs to grab market share, not just to survive, but to thrive, to reach new people, to create new fans without advertising. So if you happen to be listening, Andy, and you're down to give this a try, call me back. I'll help you arrange it on my street. One of the most difficult challenges for restaurants is the unpredictable nature of predicting takeout traffic. If done correctly, if this works, a restaurant could service certain streets or communities or even a cul-de-sac on certain days. It's how I selected my local dry cleaner. I noticed that everyone had green bags out on Mondays and Fridays. That's what's known as social proof. All right, Andy, I'm looking forward to Taco Tuesday or Margarita Monday. Call me. I own a day spa and I have just asked my clients what they want from me. 
And they said that they want to do a facial at home with me. So I tell them in order to create scarcity, I say, if you order on Thursday, you'll be invited to a facial party with me and all the other gals that bought a facial in a bag on that same day. You'll be invited to a private Zoom party where we do a facial together once a week. And that's one way I've been pivoting. Also, I showed a picture on Instagram of a cloth face mask that I had sewn myself. And I had five people comment on that post asking if they could purchase one. And then I had three people DM me privately asking if they could purchase one. So this is me pivoting and I'm now making cloth masks. So here we go. I love both of these ideas. It's brilliant because you're actually talking to your customers and asking them what they want. Most importantly, you're getting in front of them and you're connecting with them, spending time with a client, a customer, even if it's at a lower cost, even if you're not making the same amount of money you were once making, keeps you relevant and connected. Hey, and masks are here to stay. Now, I don't know that you need to pivot necessarily, but I love the idea of using that as a bridge. And while interest from five people might sound small, when those five people post themselves wearing their adorable masks on Instagram, they're going to have all of their followers say, where did you get that mask? Because now it's pretty much mandated in almost every area that you're going to need to wear a mask. And we're going to need more than one mask. We're going to need a variety of masks, masks that match our outfits, as I'm guessing, masks in different sizes. And why is it so hard to say masks, masks? I don't even know if I like that word. We've got to come up with another word. Either way, it's not necessarily a pivot. That's something I consider a bridge. In other words, it's a way to open up opportunities, reach new people, and create temporary income, while another form of income might have slowed down due to no fault of your own, but it's likely to pick up later. So that doesn't mean you have to pivot away from your existing successful business, but it's helpful to make a bridge because that bridge income is going to pay your rent. I wanted to tell you about how this has impacted my stay-at-home business. I've been able to do this for the last 12 years, and it is a baby equipment rental business. So I service all of South Orange County from Disneyland to San Clemente. And of course, this is an amazing area where we get a lot of travelers and Disneyland is one of my main vendors, all the hotels, also all the really nice hotels along the coast and all the timeshares in Newport Beach. So with this COVID-19 virus and lack of travel to our area, and almost complete shutdown of the travel industry, I have been severely impacted. Of course, no one is interested in renting baby equipment when they are not traveling with their families. So I had a huge month in March, and this is our gear up for the summer season. And of course, one by one, the orders just canceled and understandably so. And nothing is on the books. I have nothing on the books for the next month, which is crazy. I have never had a month where I don't have any sort of orders. It's a little worrisome. We are doing the best we can. There's really no pivot as they with this kind of industry because my main customers are travelers. And I just have to rely on faith 
And grace that I understand you aren't traveling. I can't get frustrated or mad because I myself am not traveling with my family. Pray that I will get my customers back soon. First of all, what a crazy cool business. Talk about being a problem solver. I mean, I remember when my kids were little and we would travel, we would always end up having to go buy those things or try to find somebody locally that we could borrow them from. I mean, what a great business opportunity that you saw this problem, this need, you solved the problem, and in the process created this crazy cool business where you're helping families. And now, due to no fault of your own, here you are. I preface this by saying these may be things you've already considered, and there may be reasons why this doesn't work. But with so many families soon to be out of jobs, furloughed, short on income. Now more than ever, they're not going to be able to afford new baby equipment, new cribs, playpens, bassinets. You might just consider reaching a new demographic. And regrettably, I think this is one of those moments where prayer and taking a deep breath and hoping for the best might not be enough. There are certain industries that even once things come back, it's going to be a long time before they come back the way they once were. And I think now more than ever, it's important to remove our ego and realize the facts. Look at the research, projections, and make some tough decisions. The longer we hold on to inventory, regardless of your industry, if you're in an industry where the handwriting's on the wall, things, the whole industry has been decimated, whether that's a gym, or maybe a restaurant, or the travel industry, or live events. The number of bankruptcies and liquidations are growing by the day, which means the valuation of your assets is decreasing by the day. Wait too long to sell assets, and you might be liquidating for pennies on the dollar. This might be the time to sell when people still have money, when the market hasn't yet been flooded by whatever it is that you offer. And lastly, I want to say to every single entrepreneur who's listening, if you've been successful in your business, you are already heads above the rest. You already know what it takes. Here's what I know about successful entrepreneurs. Once you've figured out how to do it, how to make it happen, you've got the formula. You'll do it again. And don't put all kinds of pressure on yourself to figure it out this week. Give yourself a moment to think about it, to breathe to daydream, to see the problems that you know how to solve. You see, you're a problem solver. Every single person who's ever been successful in their own business, I'm not talking about people who are maybe selling somebody else's product and calling themselves entrepreneurs. I'm talking about you, the person who's a problem solver and you figured something out, you figured out a niche. You're going to do this again. You don't just have one trick in your repertoire Once you figure out how to solve problems, you just have to look for more problems and figure out how to solve them because you've got the recipe. You've got what it takes. Don't sell yourself short. Don't allow this moment in time to do a number on your confidence and belief in yourself. You can do anything. You've already proven that. Do me a favor. I want you to download this because right now you might not even be able to see it. I want you to download this. Go to Shaleen johnson.com forward slash my thing. Shaleen johnson.com forward slash my thing. 
There'll be a link to it in the show notes. What is it? I'll tell you what it is. It's kind of an inventory of who you are and what you've done, your past experiences, the things you've overcome, your challenges, your weird jobs that you had for five minutes and the things that you've moved on from. Like All of those create this beautiful tapestry that is your gift. You've got so many things that you could do, so many purposes, and you just right now might be so into the thing you've been doing that it's hard to know or see all the other opportunities that are there waiting for you. But I promise you this, you don't have to make decisions today. You don't have to figure this out today. But I do want you to start the process of daydreaming, of brainstorming and seeing possibilities, whether that's while you're taking a break or letting your business kind of coast for a little while, or if in fact you have to make a difficult decision and decide if it's time to change directions. All I know is this, you are going to kick ass again, for sure. That's a fact. Believe in yourself. Do not give up. Keep looking for those problems. That's where you're going to come alive. Don't ask yourself when this is gonna be over. That's a waste of time. It's a question none of us can answer. It's a question that God only knows ultimately the answer, and he also knows what you're going to be doing next, but he wants you to do something about it. So start today by just reflecting on all the things you've done before. Download that PDF. I think it's going to really help you a lot. It's just a, a free questionnaire. It'll take probably like 30, 40 minutes for you to go through it because, I mean, hello, you have a lot of experience, a lot of crazy cool things that you don't even realize right now are unique to you and things that you can offer. And it might just all come together for you when you go through this process. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I really love hearing from you. I hope that we can continue to do this. The number you can call to leave a voicemail message in the domestic U.S. is 619 619- 500-4819. That number is also in our show notes. The best quality audio is when you go to my website. So I really much prefer when you go to the website to leave a voicemail, but whatever's easier for you. When you go to my website, there's just like a little widget that's vertical on the right-hand side of the page. It says, send a voicemail message. You just click on it and you can record from your Android, your iPhone, doesn't matter. And just Share with me what's going on in your business. If you want some advice, I'd love to offer that to you. If your business has taken an upswing, I'd love to hear from you. If you're trying to figure out what to do next, what you heard today is very much along the lines of what we're doing live in our Zoom coaching calls that are part of the Marketing Impact Academy. So Marketing Impact is an online program that we've created for people, you know, just like the ones you're listening to here where And actually, we've created it for people who just don't even have a business yet. I've really created it for the people that need to go from nuts to bolts. Like you're like, I think I want to have a business, but I have no idea what it could be. Or I want to make money online, but I don't know how. That's kind of our jam. We're like really good at helping people figure out their thing. And that's what we're doing. We've kind of, I don't want to say pivoted, but we've definitely taken a new approach to this academy based on how we see there's a need and people they just need this in real time right now and and so we are opening up enrollment rolling enrollment every two weeks every two weeks we're starting with a new group and we'll do a kickoff call for you small group of people 
And what you just heard today is very much along the lines of what you'll get if you already have a business. If you don't have a business and you have no idea what the heck you would do, perfect. You're the group I want to start with next. That's my jam. That's what brings me alive. I love seeing sometimes what you cannot and then helping you know like where to start, what to do next, what is your very first step. So if that's something you're interested in, you can go to shaleen.com forward slash MIA private. All the links, everything else I talked about today, it's all below in the show notes. And yeah, I'm really loving this time because I see nothing but opportunity And it might mean for some people just kind of like shaking you a little bit and saying, hey, wake up. We can't just like take deep breaths and hope that everything's going to get better tomorrow. We have to, hello, we have to take action. And I am here to light that fire under your butt and cheer for you because you got this. You do. Listen, it's my goal here to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun and then be done. And ladies and gentlemen, we are now done.